0: Hello, and thank you for joining us on our Inspire Church podcast. It's our prayer that this message inspire you, that it builds your faith, and that it can help you see how God desires to move in your life. Enjoy the message. As I said, I've been really stirred lately, coming into this year, about what I would settle for, what I would allow in my life, what I would allow the enemy to, 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 to throw at me, and what I would do with that. Because we all know that greater is he, the word says greater is he who's in us than he he who's in the world. We all know that the enemy was defeated when Jesus died on the cross for us. He took every sin, he took every struggle, he took every weakness, he took every pain upon himself. But yet why is it that the devil wants to keep coming? And I just felt God stir me up saying, Steve, would you not settle, but instead would you actually put a stake in the ground and make a declaration that doesn't matter what you throw my way, I will keep coming. It doesn't matter what struggles I may face, I'll keep coming. It doesn't matter what I see in the natural, I'll keep coming because I don't look to the things that are in the natural. Instead, I look to who God is. I look to the promises that He's declared for my life, for my ministry areas, for my family, for my finances. That's what I look to. And would I choose to keep coming? Why? Not because of how good I am, not because of even who I am, but because of who He is. Because... I'm just an ordinary person, but when I say yes to Jesus, when I give my life to Him, when I come into an alignment with Him, then, man, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit that all of a sudden takes my natural part and turns me into someone who can do supernatural things, amen, declared to pray and see chains broken, declared to speak healing over my life, over my family, over over other people, and see healing take place. Come on, that's the reality that we live in. We should be seeing miracles time and time again. Have you ever felt like you've been overcome? Have you ever felt like the weight of what life throws at you at times seems to be way too heavy for you to carry? It feels like we know that you should be walking, standing tall, full of confidence because of who God's called you to, but yet we walk at times, you know, heavy, bowed down, weighted by the pressure of life, whether it be finances, whether it be marriages, whether it be family. And I, I remember many times Al and I have faced... Lots of different struggles coming our way and at times it's felt like it's, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. There's no way we could get through this. I remember that for me personally, freaking out when I got married at the age of 20, thinking, man, I'm so young, do I even know how to be a good husband? But yet God, I'll choose to keep coming. Even when tough times comes in my marriage, but yet God, I will choose to keep coming. Even when others would may walk away, but yet God, I will choose to keep coming. When we had our first son and then our second one and our third one, overwhelmed with, man, I don't even know how to be a good dad. I can't even look after myself, let alone look after three boys. The responsibility that God would place upon me at times, that that was heavy, man. But yet, God, I would choose to keep coming. Even though I may make mistakes as a father, even though I may do things or say things that that, that may hurt them at times out of frustration, but yet, God, I'll choose to keep coming to my boys, say, amen. One's in kids' church, I put them there on purpose. In times when our finances, our bank balance has said we don't have enough to pay the bills, but yet we've made a decision in our life that it doesn't matter what our bank balance says. We'll choose to keep honoring God with our first. We'll choose to keep giving to Him because why? Because I choose to keep coming. Because I choose to keep coming when the enemy pushes back, I choose to push back even more because I know my God is greater. It's the choices that we make in seasons where the enemy or where life would push back at us. It's the choices that we make in those seasons that will either hold you back or move you forward. It's the one that you look to in the midst of those seasons that will that you'll either draw strength upon or you'll run to for comfort. One will move you forward. The other will give you satisfaction in that moment, but yet will leave you dry and empty. Galatians 6 verse 9 says this. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. And at just the right time, you'll reap a harvest of blessing. But here it is, if we don't give up. If we don't give up. In other words, if we choose to keep coming. If we choose to keep coming. When we moved over to Australia, Charlie had, a, um, had this uh, rash on his eye. It, was, it would get quite, infect, quite infected. It would be very dry uh, skin and, and very irritating for him. It would be very itchy And over the course of about a year, we'd been to different doctors, we'd prayed and declaring and standing in the gap and believing that, you know, he would be healed in Jesus' name. But yet we never saw it get better. Went to doctors because, you know, hey, yeah, we're believing for a miracle, but sometimes God works through a doctor, right? So you still need to go, it's important. And so we we took him there and went to, he said, I'll try this medication, I'm sure it'll work, nothing worked. Different forms of cream, different forms of medication, all that kind of stuff, but yet we saw no breakthrough. And to the point if people would be like, well, what's wrong with Charlie's eye? We're like, yeah, we know. Or I right? feel like bad parents because it looks like we've not done nothing about it. it looks like we've just, hey, Charlie, just, you know, handle the, uh, handle the rash on your eye, dude. It looks awesome. It's the new trend. <laughs> but yet, what do you choose to do in those situations where you haven't yet seen your breakthrough? We could have either. And I'll tell you, there are times where we'd be like, God, man, uh, we've prayed, we've believed, we've stood in the gap for him. We declare that this would not remain in Jesus' name, that we would see healing. We've been to doctors. We've tried all of the stuff that they've prescribed to us, but yet nothing. So in those seasons, do you choose to keep coming or do you choose to say, oh, well, maybe this is what it is? I've tried everything, God. I don't know anything else yet to try, but yet God says, would you choose and continue to rest in me? Would you choose to continue to to enable your faith to continue to move that mountain? Would you continue to believe and know that I'm a good God, that I'm well able sometimes God just wants to know, are you prepared to keep coming? Are you prepared to keep coming when everything around you seems as though you're never gonna find your breakthrough? See, I believe there are people here tonight. You've been crying out and crying out and crying out, but you've stopped coming. you stop coming. You say, yeah, but Steve, I'm still at church. And that is awesome. But yet we can be at church and not locked in and full of faith and engaged in the presence of the Lord. We can be in an atmosphere like this where miracles can take place. Believe we won't ever see that miracle because that's for the person next door to me because I've tried everything I can. But God says, would we choose to keep coming? Would we choose not to give the enemy any more room in our life? It took 12 months, 12 months of praying, believing, declaring, probably giving up a few times and then thinking, what are we doing? We need to keep praying. We need to keep declaring. We took him to a different doctor and he said, I know exactly what it is. This is the problem prescribed some some cream to him, gone within a week. Why? Because we chose to keep coming. We chose to keep coming. felt so God challenging me, would my life be one that would be unmovable? Would my life be one that's unshakable? That when everything around me is falling apart, when everything around me is shaking, and, 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 and there's turbulence all around me that wants to sway me to the left, to the right, At times I feel like getting knocked over, but yet God says, would you stand and remain unshakable? Would you stand and remain unmovable? Would you hold on to not things that will crumble when pressure comes, but instead would you hold on to the one who can stand in the midst of the earthquake, who can stand in the midst of the trial, who can stand in the midst of the challenge because sometimes we fall over, but it's because we're holding on to the wrong thing. God says, would you hold on to me because I am your strength when you have none. I am your hope when you've lost hope. I am, your, I am the one who would breathe and, and fill you with the presence of God when there's no other way in the natural that you could ever see you'd find your breakthrough. God challenged me, would you hold on to that unmovable faith? Would you hold on and be a person that's unshakable? Would you keep turning up? Would you keep being someone that would say, come on God, I'm going to keep turning up, but I'm not just going to turn up, I'm going to keep turning up. Every week, every day, I'm going to get up and I'm going to be someone who's full of faith. Every day, I'm going to get up and be someone who's passionate about you. Every day, I'm going to get up and stand and believe that I'll see miracle after miracle after miracle, that I would claim the promises that you have for me, that I would walk in the promises that we as a family have, that my finances would be blessed so I then can be a blessing. That my ministry, the areas that I'm involved in, that they would continue to move and touch places that they've never reached, that they hit record record number why? Because God, I know that's what you want. Would we remain unshakable? I believe God's doing a new thing in 2019. We've already seen great momentum as a church. We've seen just a great level of faith and excitement about God, what God would do this year. But where there's new things, there's new challenges. We're never just gonna grab something and just say, oh, awesome, you think cool. Grab that and walk straight into it. There's always a challenge that will come. Every time I felt God call me to step up to another level or he's opened a door of opportunity up, there's always been opposition. Remember when I first was coming on staff in New Zealand, Smash my knee, can't work, and I shared that testimony a few weeks ago. Life was falling apart right in the midst when God, God I'm about to step into your work. Different times we're stepping up and and, and just continuing to move forward and see amazing things happen, but yet there's opposition that would come where there's a new thing, there's new challenges, but I want to declare tonight where there's new challenges, there's new anointing. Where there's a new thing, there's a new challenge. Where there's a new challenge, there's a new anointing. Where there's a new anointing, there's a new breakthrough waiting for you to step into. There's a new thing that God has for you to possess, for you to take a hold of. Why? Because God never opens the door and says, there we are, go through it. Now you have to figure it out on your own. God's a faithful God. Where I open the door, I now go before you and I lead the path and I'd say, would you come? Would you come? God doesn't say, yeah, get on out there, figure it out on your own. No, 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 God's faithful. God's faithful. God's faithful. He's already won the victory. The enemy's already been defeated. The thing is, if we choose to tap out, and we choose to give up, then although there's a new challenge, although there's a new thing, although there's new seasons, there's new breakthroughs for us to walk into, we can't ever grab a hold of that if we choose not to keep coming. We can't grab a hold of what God is doing in this new season if we choose to tap out because it's too hard because we haven't seen our victory yet. Come on church, let's not give the enemy satisfaction of winning. Let's not give the enemy satisfaction of seeing your life Be derailed because of what he's pushed on you, because of what the world has challenged you with. Because you know what? He's used to losing. He's actually used to losing. So he wants to try and win as much as he can because he knows he's already lost. He's trying to take as many people along the journey with him as he can. Don't give him that satisfaction. Don't give him that room in our life where we would allow him room to move us where he wants to because, come on, the only authority the enemy has is the authority that we allow him to have in our life. I wanna declare tonight that I choose not to allow the devil to have authority in my life. I wanna declare tonight that I choose not to allow him to push me back, not to allow him to, to hold my momentum, not to allow him to interfere with my family. Why? Because I will choose to keep coming. I will choose to keep moving into the promises that God has for me. Are we so busy asking God, to get us out of the situation when he's actually trying to get in. So often we declare, God, get us out of this area that we're involved, get us out of this situation that we're involved in. And that's okay to pray, but yet there are times where God's saying, would you actually let me in? Because as you let me in, as you then draw upon me as your source, as you rely on me, as you look to me, then as you allow me to come into that situation, then I will help you to move out of that. But often we need to reverse our prayer and say, God, I need your help in this situation. God, you are my source. You are the one that I rely on. You are the one that I look to. I'm just not gonna sit here and declare, God, get me out. But yeah, God, I'm gonna say, get me out. But Lord, I allow you in. Because I know that when I'm aligned with you, then all of a sudden breakthrough can take place. We need to let him in. We need to stop feeling sorry for the situation's that we find ourselves in and start to rise up. Rise up in the authority that Jesus has given you. Rise up in the anointing that he's anointed you with. Rise up with an unshakable faith, knowing that my God is well able to see your family members be saved, to see you walk into healing, breakthrough. I love Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. I love how when they jump into that fiery furnace, they say to the King Nebuchadnezzar, we don't care. We don't care if you throw us in there. Because why? Because we know our God will deliver us. When they're faced with that challenge, they declare in front of everybody publicly, we know that our God is well able to deliver deliver us. We know our God is well able to get us out of this situation. But here's the thing I love. Their unshakable faith and dependency on God. Because they say, even if, even if he doesn't, we will still continue to worship him. Even if he doesn't, we'll still continue to honor him. Even if he doesn't, we'll still continue to keep coming, even though you tell us we need to bow down to the idol. Come on, when the world tells you you need to bow down, do we declare that we're, not, no, we're gonna keep coming? You can persecute me, you can throw all you want at me, but yet I choose to keep coming, why? And even if, even if God doesn't deliver me, I choose to keep coming, I choose to honor him, I choose to praise him, I choose to worship him. Come on, when we rise up, we need to rise up in our faith. We need to rise up in our trust in him. We need to rise up in our prayer life. You know, the first thing that the enemy will attack is your your walk with God, is your prayer life, your, your quiet time. It's the battles that you win in the secret place that will promote you publicly. It's the battles that you win that nobody else sees that will give you breakthrough, that will move you into the call that God has for you. It's not about what you do where everybody else sees. It's what you do in your secret place. And the enemy knows that. That's why he'll he will, he will, he will uh, throw everything he can at your personal walk, at your prayer life, your word life, your devotional time. When we rise up, that needs to be the first thing that needs to come to a whole new level. We need to allow the right things to influence our life. When we rise up, we need to rely on the dependency on him. Not on what others would tell you, not on how much you know, how smart you are, how good looking you are. There's some very good looking people here. Just looking at a few over there and there and there. Up the back, definitely over there. How you doing? Rise up in our dependency on Him. When we try to fit God into our timing, we can miss what God is trying to do because God's not confined by our timing. He has His own timing. God doesn't want to be confined by the boxes that we place Him in. Instead, He wants to be free to move in our life. You know, often with life, we compartmentalize things. This is my church life over here. This is my work life. This is my family life. This is my party life, play life, free time, whatever you want to call it. And so it's like when we come to church, okay? All right, God, I'm now doing the church thing. I'm jumping into this box, into this, you know, into this compartment. I'm going to do the hallelujah thing. Woohoo! Come on, yeah, praise Jesus. Okay, I'm going to work now. I'll leave you back there on the Sunday. Go to work. I'm going to hang out with my mates. God doesn't want to be confined to your boxes. If you're going to keep coming, God doesn't want to be confined to the compartments that we put Him in because He wants to invade the whole lot. He wants to infiltrate the whole lot. He wants to get in to your life on a Sunday, hallelujah. Hallelujah. But He wants to get into your life just as much on a Monday, on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday, on a Thursday, on a Friday, on a Saturday, when you're at work. Come on, He wants to be right in there in the center, in the middle. Come on, He's not a God of just a Sunday, He's a God of 24-7. Come on, we need to stop putting Him in a box. But yes, Steve, what would people say? What would people think if they know that I turn up to church? Who cares what people think because we're gonna keep coming. We're gonna keep declaring the goodness of who God is. We're gonna keep declaring the fact that yeah, I am a Jesus worshiper. I'm a Jesus follower. But come on, I'm anointed and I'm appointed. I'm gonna walk and break through. He doesn't wanna be contained to your box. I think you'll bust out of that box. You'll go and find somewhere else to hang out. You know, it's easy when we're going through stuff to forget how far we've actually come. If we're we're gonna be someone who would keep coming, someone who will keep pushing back, then let's never forget the breakthroughs that God has already enabled in our life. It's easy for us to get caught up in what's happening around us that we forget what God did yesterday, that we forget what God did six months ago, that we forget what God did 12 months ago. Sometimes the greatest source of your strength is remembering the fact that God gave you breakthrough only two months ago, three months ago, four months ago. Because when you're in the midst of the turmoil, when you're in the midst of the struggle, when you're in the midst of the pain, often that's all you can see because it's so close to you, because it's so relevant in that season. But yet, if we can just remember, hang on a minute. I remember God, he gave me breakthrough two weeks ago. I remember when I prayed. Yeah, I had to pray five five for five weeks, five days, five minutes, whatever. But yet I saw God breakthrough. Wow, if God did it for me then, he can do it for me again. Don't forget the breakthrough that God has for your life. The other thing is too, don't keep it to yourself. Because there are people that need to hear your testimony. There are people that need to hear the times that Jesus has broken through in your life because they have no hope. They may not have seen a breakthrough in their life for many years. And the moment we can share what God has done for us, the moment we can declare, come on, I saw God move in my life. I saw God move this way and that way. I've seen Him provide for me when I've had no other way. I've seen Him remove chains of depression and loneliness when I I tried everything else. And they said, wow, all of a sudden we inject faith into other people. We should be injecting life not only just for ourselves but for others too. There are people in your world that need you to speak up. There are people that have chosen to tap out. They need you to keep coming. But don't keep coming quietly. Keep coming declaring the goodness of who God is. In life, our growth is often in the small steps. The little step after little step after little step. Oh, I don't know about you, I don't think I've ever taken a big massive leap. And growing like that, I've probably grown a little one step after another, after another. So it's easy for us to miss the little things that God is doing. But when I sit and I just get quiet in the presence of God and I reflect where I was six months ago, I reflect where I was 12 months ago, I reflect where I was three years ago. It's amazing what God's done. I was talking to someone and they said, oh, you know, how's, how's coming to Australia been? Been here for three and a half years? I'm like, Dude man, I've grown so much. I cannot believe, they said said to me, oh, you know, was it a backward step or a forward step for you? I said, man, by far it was a forward step. The amount that that God has done in my life and the growth that I have had and, and and the areas that God has done, when I look back, it just blows my mind. I never would have thought I would, you know, just have grown the way that I have. But yet we forget that so easily. Don't forget how far you've come. Romans 8 verse 32, since he did not spare even his own son, but he gave him up for all of us, won't he also give you everything else? God's faithful to finish the work that he started. We've got to keep coming. Don't be put off when a season of trial comes your way. Seasons of trials come to us all, but it's how we respond that is the key. We can respond full of faith and courage that our God can move mountains or we can respond with an attitude of, I'm, I'm, I'm being defeated right now. I have no other way. I declare let's respond full of faith knowing that our God is well able. Why? Because he defeated death and has enabled us to live free. Our greatest growth is found in the fire and in the valley. So let's not be all freaked out when we go through those seasons because God will allow those to happen so that he can continue to shape us and mold us and move us forward because we're not a finished work yet. The way you are today is not the way that you're gonna be or is the way that you're gonna end up. But we have got to make sure we have the right attitude in these seasons. When seasons of trial comes our way, don't let that put you off. If the devil is pushing against you, then be encouraged you're on the right path. If you're in a season of trial, be encouraged that you're on the right path. Because the enemy's only intimidated when someone starts to get a little bit of fire on the inside. The enemy's only intimidated when someone starts to move, where someone starts to rise up, where someone starts to declare that I'll keep coming. That's when he starts to get intimidated. That's when he'll start to try and knock you out. doesn't mean that we move forward in God and we have to always be full of trial. Of course not, but yet, Come on, there's been seasons where like, I just felt the enemy pushing on me and I'm just like, God, man, wow, I'm excited. That must mean you're about to open up something cool. That must mean you're about to open up something big instead of freaking out because of the trial that's coming my way. Instead, change the way I look at it and think, wow, God, I'm excited about what's to come. I'm excited about the season that I'm about to walk into. We don't, need, we don't need to be afraid because our strength is found in God. 1 Corinthians ten thirteen. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. There you are. How do you like my weaknesses? Good. It's no different, right? (laughs) Well, anyway, whatever. (laughs) And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, He will show you the way out so that you can endure. Come on. We're not going to face anything that the Lord hasn't given us the ability to break free in. He doesn't throw things our way that we can't handle. To keep coming means that we keep moving. What are the areas that we'll stop moving in? What are the areas, the dreams we've let go of, the breakthroughs we've given up on, the family or friends that we've stopped praying for to believe and declare that they would get saved? The financial breakthrough. We have to keep moving forward into all that God has for us. We need to keep the dream alive. We need to hold on to the breakthrough until it comes. We need to hold on and declare until we see God move that we'll keep coming and not give up. When we get knocked down, we've got to get back up again and declare, I'm going to keep moving forward. When we get knocked over, because we will get knocked over at times, we've got to choose to get up again. When we make a mistake, we've got to choose to get up again. When we fall over, because we are human and we do make mistakes, we've got to choose to get up again and keep moving forward and say, yeah, enemy, you got me this time. But guess what? I'm coming right back at you, baby. Psalms 182 to 3. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my saviour my God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me and places me of safety. I call on the Lord who is worthy of all praise, and He saves me from my enemies. Come on, when the devil comes at us, we need to stand up and declare that I'm going to keep on coming. Why? Because I'm not coming alone. I'm coming with my dad who's OG, who's overpowered. I'm coming with my dad who's going to deal to you. Come on, when the enemy throws stuff at your way, come on, we need to start speaking like that at times. We need to stand up and declare, devil, you can throw whatever you want at me, but don't you know who I'm coming with? Don't you know who my dad is? You know, in the school ground, when you get beaten up by a kid, you say, man, my dad's going to come and deal to you. Come on, we need to speak that. We need to declare that to the enemy. Come on, because we're going to keep coming because my God is the God of the Almighty. My God is the God who's already defeated you. My God is the God of victory. My God is the God who can deal to you. He can just look at you. He can click his fingers. And man, you're going to be smoke. You better freak out, devil. Because my God is OG, man. He is all that. He is overpowered. He's the big daddy. He's the big G. G-O-D I start rapping if you're not careful I feel the spirit of rapping coming upon me <laughs> Come now Kiwis can't rap so I won't bother I'll save that for Alma Well Pastor John he's, he's a rapper back in his day I got you Pastor uh-huh. <laughs> funny every time you throw something at me. Devil it doesn't make me weaker but instead it makes me stronger. Send my praise in the valley that propels me into victory. Because I know that my my life is in the hand of God. Thanks again for joining us. If you have any questions or simply for more information regarding Inspire Church, visit us at inspirechurch.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. It's our prayer that you live inspired by the word of God and more alive in him than ever before. Until next time.